Holiness is not an expired concept. It has not become unpopular. It has not become, well, okay, it's become maybe untrendy. But in God's kingdom, it is essential. And right now, God is doing a work of of pulling and separating apart those who are willing to set themselves apart to be holy and live set apart to him versus those who are willing to just compromise to culture. And in today's episode, Jamie Lynn Walnow shares why holiness is powerful and essential and really an important aspect of knowing God deeply and is a fruit of an intimate relationship with him. So let's jump into today's episode. It's so good. Hi, and you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenilee Samuel. So that you guys know a little bit about Jamie Lynn, she and her husband Lance are happily married and living in the great state of Texas. Her heart is to encourage, empower, and ignite generations to pursue Jesus and live this life with him in all that we do. She carries a message of true freedom that has been fed by the word of God and watered by his spirit. Her love for all generations living and generations to come grows deeper and deeper. Her history is that she has a master's degree in communication from Abilene Christian University. She established the children's ministry and served as the children's director at Upper Room in Dallas, where she taught children the word, how to hear the voice of God, pray and believe in who he is and who he made them to be. She also served as the communications director there where before she moved on to become an artist, an author, a speaker, and the Set Apart Women podcast host and the Next America host. Her desire is to encourage every generation to seek the Lord with all their hearts and to delight in the freedom of holiness and the purity that he has waiting for us. So with that introduction, let me introduce you guys to Jamie Lynn. All right. Jamie Lynn is on the show with me and uh, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time and go ahead and say hi to my listeners. Hi listeners. I love being here and I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So Jamie Lynn and I uh, met each other through a mutual friend a couple of years ago when he was running for Congress. We were both a part of his intercessory team. And um, I I didn't know about Jamie Lynn per se. I knew about her father-in-law first from a few years before that. I had binge listened after reading Johnny Enloe's book, The Seven Mountains of Influence. I, uh, her father-in-law Lance well now does a lot of teachings on YouTube about it. And it was, it was one of those things that like got in my spirit so hard. I was like, this is shifting my whole life. Like this is life changing. So that's how Lance got on my radar. So then when I saw your name in our group chat for our intercessory group, I was like, wait a second, I need to meet this girl. And so I've gotten to know Jamie Lynn, um, a little bit through these prayer meetings and different things. And, uh, when I found out she'd written a book, I was praying a few weeks ago and Jamie Lynn just came up in my spirit to have her on the show and have her share her, her book and what is the story behind it. So that's my backstory and how I know Jamie Lynn. And, um, so why don't you just introduce yourself a little bit, kind of where you're from, what you're about, uh, your ministry ventures and all that so my listeners are more familiar with you yeah well I'm so excited to be here I'm glad you're doing this we need more pure media people are hungry for content to take in and I'm so glad that you're meeting people on all these platforms with such purity and you are such the you're such a real deal like 
You really are. I love meeting intercessors. I was telling my cousin yesterday, I'm like, intercessors are my people in the room. Like I love, I love because they're close to the heart of the father and true intercessors are not trying to get a platform and have a mic. They just want to know the father and pray with the father's like what's on his heart. And so I think that's something that I've, that's something that really stands out to me about you that I just really love and cherish. And I just wanted to say that. And I'm so grateful that you are, you know, um, building this platform for people to know him in, in such an intimate, pure way. Cause people, I know you were talking earlier before you hit record, like people want practical ways to connect with him. And so anyways, way to go. I'm cheering you on. So excited. Um, but yes, my name is Jamie Lynn. I'm married to Lance Jr. And uh, I, I love the Lord. And I always dreamt about, you know, making a lot of money and bringing the Lord honor, but it was like so backwards. And when I graduated grad school, the Lord invited me to lay my life down for him. And so all of my 20s were like this character building season of like um, serving in ministry and listening to the Lord and being an intercession and connecting with his heart and understanding his character and pride was being extracted from me and entitlement and what I thought that I should have, you know, like all these things. And it was like, man, I would have never chosen this life and I would have never chosen to do this, but God invited me to it. And it's way better than what I would have asked for yeah. or what I, where I would have headed. Because I think without the leadership of God, I would have compromised the whole way there. And so that's probably my life message is being set apart on this highway of holiness with God. I desire for people to know him and be all in because you're either all in or you're not. And hell is real. And we don't have a lot of people preaching about that. And, and I'm, I love repentance because it, it's the moment that reminds you of who God is, that he's with you and who you really are. And so Um, yeah, so I feel like this is just something I live. Like if I share it, I live it. I don't like giving concepts. And I feel that's something true about you too. You want the practical, like, what do you do day in and day out? Don't tell me what I should do because it's a great idea, but like, what do you actually live that you can help us grow in? And those are the kind of people I like to be led by too. So yeah, I, I have this message of holiness inside me. The Lord's changed my life. It's a lot, a lot of it is in my book called Holy Revolution and um, the Lord's transformed my life from literally encountering him as the real man, Jesus, as the real father who sits on the throne, who's holy, who's worthy of everything. And he has proven to me time and time again, even though he doesn't need to, he has proven to me time and time again, that he is faithful, that he's exactly who he says he is. And I just like have been set free from hell, um, to, into his arms and into as a daughter, like living as a daughter. And so I am on this path of discovering holiness and I just desire uh, more and more. And I desire everyone I know who's willing to, to choose, like everyone's called, but few choose. And I'm, I feel my message is for the remnant, for those who choose and to remind people that aren't yet part of the room. You can be in the remnant. Come on. (laughs) It's worth it. So that's, that's a little bit about me. Yeah. I guess would probably be the best way. And I could go on and on about my firstborn son, who's a golden doodle named Remnant. I love Aww. him. Aww. And I love my husband so much, Lance Jr. He is my dream boat. I prayed for that man like cray cray before we got married. And I, I love my family. I'm a family woman through and through. I love the Lord and I love my family and I love my friends. That's so awesome. I love it. Okay. So speaking of your dream boat, how did you guys meet? We met at Upper Room here in Dallas area, 
Um, and we, you know, I was rapping, freestyling in prayer sets up okay, in upper room. Pause, pause. <laughs> I did ha- I did come across videos of you on Instagram of you rapping, and I was like, hold the phone. When did Jamie Lynn what I need to know this? So it was really great seeing this little white girl that is sweet and friendly bust out these ghetto raps. <laughs> I was like, where did you come from? <laughs> I have always loved. I I haven't always loved rap, but I just, I could always freestyle and I didn't know you could do it for the Lord. And so I'm, I met up a room and I'm like freestyling and they're making space for it. And then my husband gets up or not my husband, but at the time Lance gets up and he freestyles and I'm like, I'm going to go meet him because everybody's going to think we should be together because he raps and he's super handsome, but I just didn't care. I cared more about like your heart. You know, I'm a stereotypical girl. I'm like, that's great, but your heart. Yeah. And what are you doing with your, with your resume? You know, the pride part of me was like, what's your resume? Uh-huh. But anyways, yeah, we met there and we became friends over time. Of course, I liked him before he liked me. And then we have like a, such a funny story. He told me he liked me six months later. He oh. asked me out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Talk about take forever. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Girl in suspense. So, raise your hand if you're a patient woman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Yeah. And our whole journey is just so fun and and crazy, but God produced a lot of, once again, it was all, the whole journey wasn't even about marrying my husband. It was about God being faithful to what he said and knowing that I hear the Lord period. It was never about marrying my husband. It was always about God, do I hear you? (laughs) Oh, that's so awesome. I love it. Okay. So now, um, I've seen you sharing a lot with Patricia King. Now my connection, I'm not connected to Patricia King. I'm more familiar with like Cindy Jacobs and Rebecca Greenwood and those guys. Um, but Patricia, I was so disappointed. I'm from Phoenix and I grew up in Phoenix and I went to Bible school here in Texas. And when I went home for the whole year and a half, two years, I was back at home. I was looking for a church and I was like, where's the prophetic people? Cause the Lord had stirred the prophetic in me during Bible school. I was like, where's the prophetic people? I can't find them. And after I moved back to Texas, I learned Patricia was there. I was like, oh, I missed that opportunity. <laughs> You know, everything happens for a reason, but your hunger is amazing. I love that so many women are in that place of just desiring like community and desiring to set apart like lifestyle. Yeah, I um I actually heard Patricia preach for the first time in 2017. And I had heard of her before and I had several prophetic words about Phoenix, 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 Phoenix from the Lord, many dreams from the Lord about Phoenix. So it was on my radar and I never heard her preach. And the moment I heard her preach, I was like, this is my girl. And, uh, just very holy. I mean, just like holiness. She lives, she is who she says she is. So she actually had somebody on staff at the time that I met. And, um, I'd broken up with my boyfriend who was my husband at the time. And I was looking for like possibly an internship and they didn't really have one, but this guy created one on camera and off camera, like my dream scenario for three months to go serve their ministry and also get all this hands-on experience. And that's where Patricia and the team became family. That's where she is a friend of mine. She is my mentor. She is like a spiritual mom in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, but like, I feel, I have learned so much from that woman and She's just like a real friend, um, a friend of God and a friend to, she's just celebrates women so beautifully. And so I did that three month internship. And at the end, we knew that it was time to 
for me to leave and that we would be running side by side and that I had established family now in Maricopa, right outside Phoenix. And um, so since then, it's like the friendship has grown stronger over time. And she spoke at our wedding and I really, I just really love her and, and her son. And the thing that's crazy about Patricia that hopefully this encourages other people is um, I wasn't an author. I wasn't, and I still, I'm still not, to me, I'm still not like this big name or anything. It's just, she invited me to be on her show on God TV because she knew my call to media and she made room for me when I was like, there was no reason to, other than the fact that I loved the Lord and was a millennial and she would just make room for me to come and release the sound before I was anything quote unquote established enough to be invited. And she's just like that. She's a, she's a celebrator of women. Anytime you go to an event that she's curated in any capacity, she's celebrating heaven and people and you just get overwhelmed by, and there's no celebrity Christendom in her or around her. It is all about the man, Jesus. And so I've learned a lot, um, serving her and, um, being loved by her. I just, she's an amazing woman. So serve, serve people. I never thought it, I never expected anything out of my friendship with her other than just loving her and having a heart to serve her. And things came from that that were amazing, just yeah. that I would have never, ever, ever, ever even thought. So I love that. I love that. Well, and I love to like hear my husband and I in the ministry that we're, we've been pastors for 17 years. And one of our major wow. focuses is discipleship. And I love what she did. She's discipling you, you know, she made room for you, making room for your gifts. And it's so important. I feel like people that really grow into their callings and grow into their gifts, I won't say all the time, because there's always exceptions, but I feel like it's, it's often such a commonality that they have someone who discipled, mentored, made room for, nurtured, and gave permission for them to step into those places. And so I love that. And, um, and I feel like you putting the stuff that out that you do, writing your book, doing your podcast, doing the different things that you do, you are also making yourself available to pour the fruit of your life back into other people that are hungry to eat the fruit of your life, you know? And so that's awesome. I love it. Okay. So tell us about your book. You've referenced it a few times. Tell us where it came from and what it's about. Well, when I was 18, I'm 34 now. When I was 18, I, the first thing I heard the Holy Spirit say to me about my life is that I would be an author and a speaker, but preach female preachers weren't a thing yet in my world growing up. And so I never had do what maybe Beth Moore. <laughs> she was the only one. Yeah. But, but like I grew up church of Christ. So women weren't allowed to do anything. Oh, wow. So it was more from that perspective. Like there were many female preachers like Beth Moore and so many amazing women that I just had never heard of. And so to me, I thought it meant motivational speaker. So preacher wasn't on my radar yeah. and I'm so glad I didn't write the book right then. Um, and I was patient and it just burned in me. And by the time I was 33, I just knew undoubtedly, okay, it's time to get this going. And it was just, it was, everything was easy going to the publisher. I, everything was so amazing, just the way it came about. And it was just the right time. I felt the Lord. I mean, I was getting all those prophetic words. You were, when are you writing your book? You're supposed to write your book. Blah, blah, blah. And I knew it was about holiness. If some, you know what I mean? Like I knew it was around that, but man, just sitting down and doing it makes a difference. But this book is just birthed out of real raw relationship with God. It's got my real stories in it. Not so that you can like, be like, Ooh, Jamie Lynn, but just to let you know, like here are things I've gone through. And this is what he's taught me on the journey of holiness, things I've let go of 
things that I've experienced, think the way I used to be, the way I am now, the new creation I am in him. Mm-hmm. And um, I love like my friend Lana Vosser um, read this and said, this is one of those books that people will keep going back to like a spiritual tool belt, like mm-hmm. a reminder of how to live for him and be all in. And mm-hmm. another friend, an, a Gen Zer read it. Goes, this is like spiritual adulting. This is so deep. Like if people want to know how to live for him, like if you want to, if you want to be discipled, this is a great, like, to me, this is, this is not like for the faint of heart. It's real practical solutions, like how to live all in from a relational, I'm in love with him kind of side. And then there's a lot of prophetic insight in it, but yeah, holy revolution right now, the world is screaming at us. It's pushing in on us. It's telling us what we should do. It's poking the bear. It's poking all the open wounds. And Jesus is not doing that to us. He's whispering, you know, wisdom is whispering out on the streets. God is in the prayer room speaking, waiting for his sons and daughters to come into that place and speak to them and to live that seven mountain message. But the seven mountain message should not be the American dream. A lot of people make it that American dream. Like it says the kingdom of heaven, all these things will be added to you. And holy revolution is about seeking first the kingdom of heaven and what that practically looks like every day and how it will transform you to know him, to discover him and laying down of your life, your dreams. And if they, and if these dreams are from him, then he will bring them back when, whenever he wants, like when he feels it's a great time to do it. So it's one of those sounds on the earth that I think is so prevalent right now. Um, And it's so important for what's coming because those who are found in God, will be protected. They'll be filled with joy, no matter what comes our way. And I mean, look at America right now, uh-huh. you know, like, and but for those who are to the rest of the world, go ahead. do what I said, yeah, we've got it easy compared to the rest of the world. Right. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's like, so many people are like complaining or like mad. And it's like, man, you know, that's not going to get you anywhere. If you're complaining, you're upset. God has a solution for you. Yeah. So go find it, listen to wisdom and go do it. Even if it starts on a tiny scale. And I think that's so overlooked these days, like starting on a small scale is really powerful um, for what momentum it can build over time, especially spiritually in your tool belt. Like, like you were saying in Phoenix, you know, you were looking for that prophetic church. Where are these people? And it's like, you know, like, and I'm sure you were seeking him and he was doing something in you. And now you're thriving in this incredible community. So just being faithful when nobody's looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good. Well, talk about a little bit. Um, I know the word holy and holiness, probably, especially in this generation, people are like, mm. like they I know it's got a lot of religiosity wrapped around that word because of all the connotation and hate and whatever that people attach to it. Um, but I feel like that's what makes your message so bold and so fresh is that in the face of how it can be perceived right now, you're like, this message still matters. And so particularly with millennials and the perspective millennials and the younger generations might have of that concept of holiness, why did you feel like it was so important to address this with these generations, the younger ones? Yeah, I, I love that. I, I love this question and I do address it in a chapter like about defining holiness because it has been like this law bearing checklist thing that comes across as like unattainable but Jesus in his word says be holy as I'm holy it's like a command and those who love him obey him which we don't always like to hear that but I'm telling you like 
you don't need to, I mean, start off by obeying him. We don't, sometimes we don't even know how to obey him because we're not reading his word, but his word is filled with correction, teaching, exhortation. It lights the path to let us know where to go, who are, who he is. And I feel holiness is truly laying down your life to be led completely by God and to be madly in love. He will transform you as you gaze at him, as you obey what his word says, what he says to you, because he's still speaking today to people, your life becomes transformed. And this gluttony that I was a part of, this depression, this self-hatred, this critical judgmental thing towards people, this building my own empire, slapping his name on it, all of that shed off of me over time as I sought him. And I feel like even the thoughts I have towards people or towards myself now are so kind and so loving. It's like the internal dialogue has shifted and changed. And to me, that's the loudest thing that has changed. Like outwardly, it's easy to fix all that, but inwardly the internal, like love relationship throughout the day that I have with God is so liberating. And that's holiness. It is life with the man Jesus it's life with the Holy Ghost it's it's living the great commission it's obeying his word is teaching other people to do it so I feel holiness is so powerful so then we have all these riots we have like if you look at the cover of the book you know it it's the cross in the middle of um what do you call it a riot I guess and it's good like we should use our voice but I'm telling you your emotions and your opinions are not going to bring freedom to America they're not going to bring freedom to the cities that have experienced racism that have experienced we do we have a lot of room to grow but screaming out on the streets without God will do nothing it's pointless it's not going it's not having an eternal impact but if we can take the man Jesus and all of his wisdom to the streets and love these people who are hurting and actually do something about it in every sphere of influence, then the world can be transformed. America can be transformed, but everyone is called and few choose. And so this few that are choosing are really being raised up in this hour. And I feel prophetically in the book, I'm I'm pretty sure I put this in the book, but I think prophetically right now, God is raising up a holy remnant, like when Jesus took his last breath, the earth shook and the, the graves, the tombs of many holy people, like they were raised from the dead. The moment that earthquake hit, yeah. these tombs broke open and dead holy people, people who lived holy were raised mm-hmm. from the dead in that moment. Then three days after he rose from the dead, they were seen in the city. Wow. And right now I feel there's a lot of people who are laying down their life to be part of this remnant. And because of their obedience and love and admiration in this quote unquote three-day period of giving Jesus all they have and laying down what they think they should be doing for who he is and what he's saying, these holy men and women will be seen on the streets mm-hmm. and people will say, that's a sign. That's a wonder with everything going on in our world. You were raised from the dead. Some of these people are the most unlikely, like Kanye, Justin Bieber, like we've got, you know, you know, this as an intercessor. I've been praying these people for people forever. come on I believe it and the church is so mean and I'm like nobody wants to be part of something that isn't even Jesus and you're sit you're slapping Jesus's name on it so it's like how can we pray in and cover the most unlikely candidates are going to come in and be part of the remnant in the cities and you're going to see things manifest and it's the spirit of wisdom it's the wisdom of the world it's the wisdom of God 
And the church is, you're going to see the divide because you're always going to see the Pharisees. You're always going to see those that put Jesus on the cross because they want people to hear them, the celebrity Christians. They want to be the voice or they're not making room for him when he actually shows up. They're not aware of it. Like when demons manifest, God is present. Okay. So what are we going to do? Kick him out of the church? Are we going to lay hands on them and let them get delivered? You know, it's a real thing today. So it's like, you're going to see the wisdom. And so we're either going to put these beepers and these Kanye's or these hidden gems, these drug addicts, whoever they are on the cross and crucify them with the worldly wisdom, or we're going to celebrate and, and believe and encourage and, and whatever it is, like we're going to be in God's wisdom and his heart and his love to see and recognize, okay, this is my God. And I want to be here to help serve and celebrate what they're doing. Cause he's doing things totally different yeah. than the world's doing it. It's so true. And I feel like too, as an intercessor, what I've kind of gotten a glimpse of as I've grown into, um, <clears throat> just the place of, um, my, my place of sonship with the father and like going into the courts and going into just those really like, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but just those uncommon places in prayer. Um, I feel like holiness, we oftentimes think holiness is just about the decisions that I make, but holiness is so much more. It's about your identity. It's about who you are. It's about, are you walking out all that Christ put inside of you? You know what I mean? And so I feel like, like, even when we go in those places in prayer, like it's such a holy place. And we realize like, I can't come in here with judgment in my heart. I can't come in here with uh, bitterness in my heart, you know? And so like, holiness is a vehicle also to us moving into the fullness of our sonship and our identity in the father. And so it's so much more than just, did you have an attitude? Did you not have an attitude? (laughs) You know? And so, yeah, yeah, that's good. But okay. So speaking of intercession, um, I used to think, okay. So in Bible school, I used to think that prayer was like this boring tedious people would come in they talk about I travailed for hours and I was like oh my god that sounds horrible why would anyone want to do that <laughs> like I'm like it's not a good sales pitch don't bring that so I remember in bible school praying like god teach me how to love praying because surely you want me to enjoy this and so he took me on a journey very simple journey he said okay he said spend 20 minutes a night in prayer he said it doesn't sound like much but it's going to change your life and so I started doing that every night 20 minutes and after about two or three nights I ran out of things to pray for And so I started leaning into what was on God's heart and that nurtured the prophetic in me anyways. And so then Rebecca Greenwood prophesied over me about being a national and regional intercessor. And that was the first time that ever been spoken over me, but it was also the first time that it felt like a welcome invitation. And I was like, yes, I want to go there. So as someone who loves intercession, I know a lot of people in church, maybe don't like the concept, don't like the word, um, I would say, what is your main prayer focus or even what are some like practical pointers or even revelation about prayer that has changed your perspective and set you free to love it and engage in it and that you feel like could help someone who has kind of some stigmas around that concept? Yeah, Um, I love that so much. Well, I had a dream several years ago. I was running from the cops. And I didn't know why I was, why they were coming after me. I'm like, I must be carrying something that I don't understand that I'm carrying and I'm running. And I'm like, I have to find my father. I have to find my father. I don't know what's going on. Like, so I find my dad and I'm like, dad, 
what am I carrying that I don't know that I'm carrying? Or what do I know that I don't know that I know? Like, why are they after me? And he goes, Jamie, it's time that you know what your most powerful weapon on earth is. And I was like, fire. <laughs> he was like, no. <laughs> and all of a sudden this legit helmet comes out of the sky and he goes, Jamie. And he starts to put on my head and he goes, your most powerful weapon on earth is prayer. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and I remember it was one of those dreams. It was like the father put a helmet on my head. And he told me what my most powerful weapon on earth is, which is relationship with him. Prayer is relationship with the father. Prayer is relationship with Jesus, who is sitting at the right hand of the father right now, still serving everyone who will choose. Even those who aren't choosing, he's praying them in. He's interceding at the right hand of the father. And we have the ability to go and ask him what's on his heart and how we can partner with him. And to me, prayer is listening and it's obeying and it's praying and agreeing with God for what he's saying and what he wants to do and agreeing with him. Because when we speak in Genesis, you go back, it's like you speak and the spirit of wisdom was even with God hovering. I love wisdom because there's a great partnership with prayer and wisdom too. But when we speak, we're creating something. We are creating something. Every time we speak, we're, we're creative beings. We have the breath of God inside us, creating something out loud. So I get to keep declaring something until I see it happen. And that is prayer. And intercession is like these deep places where I, I honestly do think intercession is like a call. Mm-hmm. I think there's seasons where everyone can do it. Anyone can choose to do it. God's not going to be like, you don't need to be praying for <laughs> what's on my heart. Cause that's what God sounds like. <laughs> um, I'm like, God sounds like John Wayne. No, I'm kidding. Um, but I think, I think that's what is so important. It's like me and my most powerful weapon is relationship. Yeah. You want to be in relationship with me. You want to share your secrets with me. And sometimes I don't share what I hear. Oftentimes I don't share what I hear. My goodness, as a prophetic woman, I think intercessors are some of the most prophetic people on earth that aren't fighting for a microphone that are just in this place prayer with God, with the Trinity, with Jesus, with the Holy spirit. And they're just agreeing and saying, yes, I agree. I believe that, you know, I believe that Justin Bieber is not going to fall off the deep end. I believe that Kanye West is not going to fall off the deep end. And I believe God, that they will turn the heart completely to you. And they will be one of the most powerful preachers on plane. Like, I believe, I agree with your heart. I believe with the call. And then he starts revealing, this is going on in their life. I want you to pray for this. This is going on. And if you want to be somebody who God trusts, which anybody I run with, trust me, I trust them with the secrets. I think that's one of my, you know, highest values is honor, like with people and how we communicate about people. But the more you're faithful, the more he trusts you with things. And sometimes he'll tell you when to release things. And, and sometimes you never do. It's just between you and him. And I think that's what's so cool. I'm like, God, who created the earth, the entire universe, yeah. who formed you because he knew you were supposed to be alive right now because he knew you were bringing value and he wanted you he wanted you and wants you still to this day is waiting to reveal things to you for you to agree with and accomplish on the earth and I would much rather be known in heaven for the prayers I prayed in the life I lived than ever be known as a celebrity Christian and and never having touched heaven Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what's so powerful about prayer is like, wow, I am literally listening to God. Yeah. Yeah. And he's listening to me. 
Yeah. It almost feels like to me, I feel like intercession feels almost like a secret ops, you know, like, um, you know, special operations or whatever, because like, I'll be honest, like I, I didn't have a full understanding of the weightiness and the power and influence of intercession until I joined my national intercessory group that I'm in. It's a very small group. And the guy who leads it is one is like literally one of the most prophetic individuals I've ever met, but he's like an ex, like alcoholic drug person, you know, like had got totally delivered like years ago. And he's so sensitive to the spirit of God. He walks in such self-demanded like holiness and and whatever and so we uh we go into this place but it became kind of this game where the, we would go in we'd listen for the father's heart over the nation we'd see stuff in the history of the nation we'd see stuff in the in the soil we'd see covenants we'd see things that we needed to break and all this stuff and then we'd go look it up and we'd find out that it was true it was accurate whatever or we'd release these these righteous judgments we'd release these confessions and these prophetic dec decrees and then we would send the news articles when they'd hit the news a few days later of what we had prayed for and released. And then we'd send that to each other. And so it was when that started happening on a regular basis, I was like, holy crap, what have I been missing all these years? I was like, why did I ever think intercession was boring? Because then I felt like I literally had an authority in my nation. And I'm like, I don't ever need a political office. I don't want a political office. Just make me an intercessor. We can get a lot more done that way, you know? And yeah. so, anyways, but you're right. It's like just partnering with the heart of God and it's just so powerful. So, okay. So I don't want to keep you too long. I said 30 minutes and we're already at 45. So I apologize, but let my listeners know, um, how can they connect with you and connect with content that you put out, stay in touch with, with what's going on in your life. Everything is Jamie Lynn wall now. So it's J M I E L Y N W A L L N A U jamielinwallnow.com or on Instagram <clears throat> or on YouTube. And I have a show called The Next America Show, which it's on Zoom right now. And one day we'll be back in the studio and we're, we are, um, we just, I just released season two and then we are providing solutions to issues that we have in America. And so we're kind of, it's slander free, gossip free. I just feel like it's a pure hearted place to discover solutions here in America that we need right now. And then I have another podcast called Set Apart Women now. It used to be Set Apart and now it's called Set Apart Women. And this whole amazing, quickly growing women's ministry um, on Instagram called Set Apart Women. You can also follow that, but it's just amazing. We're really going deep and we're, we're doing a free online mentorship. We're going to do conferences, retreats, events. It's just going to be so many women need community in America. And we're creating that. That's we're just being led by the Holy Spirit. And I'm just undone by how surreal it is. So um, yeah, those are ways that you can connect with me. That's so great. I love it. And I, um, I love that. I know as a woman, you kind of mentioned earlier, like I, at least when I was growing in ministry, I always had such a hunger to learn and grow and be empowered. But then there was such a lack of available mentorship as a woman or women who demonstrated my giftings. You know what I mean? And um, so I just appreciate that you're creating so much availability in the online space because, I mean, it's such an asset, you know, especially in this time. So yeah. I did put, um, for anyone listening, I did put a link to your book in the show notes. And then I put some of the links for your platform so they, if they misspell your name, they can find it more easily that way. 
And so, all right, so you guys stay tuned because we have a life hack straight from Jamie Lynn's uh, personal reserves coming right at you. Jamie, go ahead and tell us, what is your life hack, that practical thing that is saving your life somehow? Okay, so many people are in quarantine or isolated or they feel lonely or whatever it may be. And my life hack for you would be get outside yourself and go text somebody and ask him how you can serve them. Ask the Lord who to pray for, pray for them. Write a handwritten letter. Oh my goodness. A handwritten letter in 2021 going into 2022. Yes. Write a handwritten letter to somebody who may be even older and let them know you love them and put encouraging scripture in there, but start serving people, show up and serve people, get outside yourself and it'll help release the funk. I think that's the number one way to break. And God said, you know, um, way to go. (laughs) Yes. But way to go. My good and faithful servant, not way to go. My good and faithful entrepreneur, (laughs) my good and faithful hustler, my faithful boss, babe, way to go. My good and faithful servant. So serve people. And then ladies, yes, well, you're a, a good view of boss babe. Um, and then another life hack for ladies, I don't like getting my nails done anymore. And I really like just plain nails, like not getting my nails done at all. And I discovered these nails. They last me for like a week. Yeah. I'm wearing called in- okay. Yes. Life hack. I don't want to go sit for two hours and get my nails taken off and put back on. I just feel like it's a waste of time. And these are so inexpensive. They're like eight 99 yeah. and I like the short ones. Yeah. And if I have something that I want to put nails on for, I just put them on for a couple of days and then take them off and they don't ruin my nails. Life hack girls. Life hack girl. You know, what's funny is, uh, if you want to get them even less expensive than eight 99, go look at places like Marshall's TJ Maxx, Burlington Ross, and I get them for three 99 to five 99. Wow. I didn't even know they had those there. That's good to know. Oh, right. I know. I have been loving these for like ever. And people always compliment my press-ons and I'm like, yeah, they're press-ons. You know, if it was the nineties, I'd be embarrassed to tell you that, but now right. like they're having like a, a second revival. Yeah, they are. That's a it's great I love it. Okay. Well, Jamie, thanks so much for coming on the show and for all your wisdom, for sharing your heart and, uh, you know, challenging me and my listeners with just the truth of this message of the importance of holiness and, and intimacy with the father. And I just love it. So you guys go make sure and follow Jamie online because she's just going to keep putting out more good stuff to challenge you in your walk with the Lord. So Jamie, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. For those of you who've rated or shared this podcast on social media, thank you. Reading your comments and reviews always means so much to me. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say hey. It's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon. Or of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Also, we have merch coming. Stay tuned and I'll let you know when it hits the stores. Until next time, remember, you will fulfill your greatest destiny one day at a time.